Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 10 and 6. I am your host, Big Town Brown. What an incredible win. What an incredible feeling. The Browns defeat the Jets. On Thursday night football, the start of a new era has begun. How about that quarterback, Baker Mayfield, the 2017 Heisman Trophy winner, Maxwell Award winner that was handed out to the best overall player, the Walter Camp Award, best player of the year, Dave O'Brien Award for the best quarterback, Associated Press Player of the Year, number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. What a game this young rookie had. Came in the game with about 2.55 left to go in the half, down 14 to nothing, replacing the injured Tyrod Taylor who went to the locker room with a concussion. Baker, first snap, shotgun, connects to Landry, strike, 14 yards. Another bullet to Najoku for 17 yards. Then, you know, he gets hurried and fumbles. Petonio picks it up, runs for nine yards. So even when the kid fumbles, he still picks up nine yards. What a game, what a game, what a game. We just found our franchise quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. You know, albeit for Tyrod Taylor, I hope he gets over his concussion. I hope he uh, recovers well. But Baker Mayfield's got to be the guy from this point moving forward. I mean, the kid played relatively lights out, 94 uh, QBR, uh, only sacked one time, 17 for 23, 201 yards. Granted, no touchdowns, but he still played a game. I've never seen a guy come into a game and play this lights out, this electrifying Totally rallied the whole team around him, rallied the whole stadium around him. This is Baker Mayfield's team. There's no doubt, there's no question behind that. I expect a decision to be announced formally soon. I know Hugh Jackson's getting a lot of crap on the social media about his uh, comments about, you know, oh, well, you know, I want to see the tape. But, you know, that's that's just coach talk. He's been, always been the king of coach talk. And, you know, I think that is the right move. Uh, to do for Tyrod. Uh, the guy is a veteran. He is a professional. He's always performed like that, has always carried himself like that. So, you know, he's at least got to do his due diligence to Tyrod, to the organization, to make a formal announcement when the time's right. After he's talked, of course, with the whole, you know, coaching staff, which I doubt they're going to disagree with starting uh, Baker Mayfield going into Oakland next week. Uh, but that's just what you have to do as a professional, as a professional head coach. You can't make those decisions on a press conference right after the game. You know, you have to give your quarterbacks notification. You have to carry yourself like a professional head coach do. And that's what I think Hugh Jackson will do. We'll make an announcement soon. Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback for your Cleveland Browns this point moving forward. And, oh, man, if you aren't hyped for that and you aren't hyped after watching this game, I don't know what to tell you. We see plays like the Philly the Philly special game ran where Landry tossed it up left-handed to Baker for the two-point conversion in a tied football game. I mean, the momentum was pumping. The whole stadium was going live. Oh, my goodness, I just can't believe how electrifying it was. But, you know, even all throughout the game, all throughout the fourth quarter, um, I thought that 
we were going to blow the lead. Uh, we were going to lose it up to Darnold. He did start coming alive in the fourth quarter. Had a big hole. Runs for 20-plus yards. Uh, Darnold's driving. He's got passes to curse and uh, passes to other receivers. You know, then we stop him. They were able to take the lead 17-14 uh, with nine minutes to go. But then we get the ball back. That's when Mayfield continues to show why he was the first overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. He was able to connect with Duke on the sidelines. Granted, Duke fumbled it, but we got it right back. Then he connects with Higgins for a big one. Then that pass to Landry. Oh, my goodness, talk about that pass to Landry. He threw that window open. I have never seen a pass like that in the recent future from our quarterbacks. Absolutely great pass to Landry. Uh, then, you know, a little bit over two minutes to go. Hyde was able to pounce it in for his fourth touchdown of the year. Hats off to Carlos Hyde. Uh, he played a great game on his birthday with the birth of his child going on. Came to the stadium, carried the ball 23 times, 98 yards, two touchdowns. But, you know, like I said, I just kept getting this anxious feeling that, you know, we were going to lose it. Um, when the Jets ended up getting the ball back, Schobert makes a great interception. Minute 21 left. Now, granted, the Jets did have three timeouts at that time. When we got the ball back, we kind of fizzled out. We go three and out. Then Jets get the ball back again. A great, great, great punt by our punter. Pin him down to the six-yard line. Uh, but then Darnell hits prior for 26 yards. At that time, the feeling still wasn't sinking in with me. Uh, I just kept, you know, feeling, oh, man, we're going to lose this. We're going to lose this. But on 2nd and 12, Darnold tries to air it out, and it was intercepted by Terrence Mitchell. And that's it, boys and girls. The Browns win. And I don't know about you, but I'm super excited moving forward. This team is stacked with talent. Uh, next week, we face the Raiders. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, this team is stacked with talent. You have Big Larry Ogunjobi had eight tackles, two for loss in that game. Garrett, three tackles, two sacks. Uh, one dude I do want to talk about, number 50, Chris Smith, had three tackles, all for losses. Uh, defensive end, fifth season. I don't know if you remember him. He was with the Bengals uh, all last year. Had three sacks, two pass defended, and 26 tackles in 2017 with the Bengals. He played all 16 games that year. Um, three seasons before that, he played with Jacksonville. More of a rotational guy, but he absolutely had a good game for what he was put in there to do today. We'll hand out game balls in just a little bit, but I do want to talk about Baker Mayfield and his performance of how it compares to uh, past rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, Morgan Oleby, I didn't really put a list together of ranks of performances. I just kind of picked NFL rookie quarterbacks and, you know, went over their um, first starts or when they actually came in. Let's start out with Cam Newton. 2011 versus the Cardinals. Kid came in and passed for 422 yards. Two touchdowns, another rushing touchdown off 18 yards, one interception. Rating of 110. Now, granted, they did lose to the Cardinals, and the Panthers did finish the season 10-6. and six. Uh, Next one, we're going to look at Peyton Manning, 1998 versus the Dolphins. 302 yards, 21 of 37, one touchdown. But they did lose that game to the Dolphins, 15-24. to Then you have Andy Dalton, first start, 2011 against the Browns. Went 10 of 15, 81 yards. And one touchdown. They had a rating of 102 in that game. They won. Bengals won that game 27-17. Look into 2008. Matt Ryan versus the Lions. 9-13. 161 yards. One touchdown. The Falcons won that game 34-21. 1983. Dan Marino. 19-27. of 322 yards. Three touchdowns. Two interception. Rating of 108. They lost 35-38 in a shootout. Dak Prescott, 2016, 10 for 12, 139 yards, two touchdowns, 
rating of 154. They lost 24-28. Andrew Luck, 2012 versus the Bears. 23 of 45, 309 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. They lost 41-21. Russell Wilson, 2012 versus the Cardinals, lost that game 16-20. He went 18 of 34, 153 yards, one touchdown, one interception. RG3, 2012 versus the Saints, 19 of 26, 320 yards, two touchdowns, ran the ball nine times, 42 yards, rating of 139. They did win that game in another shootout for rookie quarterback, 40 to 32. Patrick Mahomes, 2017 against the Broncos, took over for Alex Smith, went 24 of 35, 284 yards. They got the win. Patrick Mahomes continued to look impressive in the 2018 start against the Chargers, 15 of 27, 256 yards, four touchdowns, and a win of 38 to 28. Ben Roethlisberger came in for injured Tommy Maddox after Tommy Maddox went 4 of 13, 67 yards. Ben Roethlisberger comes in, goes 12 of 20, 176 yards, granted two touchdowns, two interceptions, but after that, he went 13 and 0 as a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's an interesting one I found. Brett Favre, after being drafted by the Falcons in 91, he was traded to the Packers by then GM Ron Wolf, father of now Brown's assistant GM, Elliot Wolf. Uh, Wolf traded the first overall, I'm sorry, not the first overall pick, the first round pick, 19th overall. That was used to draft the big bust. Uh, Tony Smith only had 329 yards in his career, two touchdowns with the Falcons, with the uh, Panthers, with the Canada, back with the uh, Eagles practice squad in 99, and that was about the end of his career. So uh, the Packers absolutely stole that deal, stole it from the uh, Falcons easily. I can't believe the Falcons gave that up. In the second game in 1992, Favre came in for the benched quarterback. His first pass was a throw and tipped, and he even caught his own football. Now, granted, they did lose that game 31-3 versus Tampa. He only racked up 106 yards in that game. A very next game, though, against the Bengals. Um, Green Bay's quarterback, uh, you got to bear with me on this pronunciation, Majowski. Got injured, injured his ankle. Favre came in. He did have four fumbles in that game, but when they were down 23-17, to 17, he was able to connect with Sterling Sharp on a big game. Then his, hit his receiver, Taylor, about 13 seconds left on that game for the game-winning touchdown. Then the very next week, Favre gets the start versus the Steelers to begin the longest consecutive start streak for a quarterback in NFL history. Uh, they won that game 17-3, had a rating of 144. Now, the Packers did end the season 9-7 after missing the playoffs. Uh, but Favre, you know, did get a Pro Bowl that year. Uh, the next year, they went to the playoffs. We all know Favre's history. Uh, he's three-time MVP, 11-time Pro Bowl selection, 1990s All-Decade team, one of the best to play the game. Then we take a look at our kid, Baker Mayfield. Bake, number six, took over for Tyrod Taylor, went 17-23, of 23, 201 yards, averaged 8.7 yards, 100 rating, Browns win 21 17. Uh, this is a kid out of Texas Tech. Or, wait a minute. No, out, out, out of Oklahoma. Well, is he out of Texas Tech or Oklahoma? I guess he would be out of Texas Tech into Oklahoma um, after he transferred, had to sit out the 2014 season. Um, 2015, he came in. Very, very good rating out of this kid 173. Next year, had a rating of 196. Next year, had a rating of 198. The kid continued to get better all throughout his college career. I mean, you were talking about a kid that. 
You know, in 2015, racked up 36 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. 2016, 40 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. 2017, 43 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. The kid just continues to get better with playing time, continues to get better with experience. Uh, So fun to watch this kid play in his debut. I think his debut was hands down the best that I've ever seen in my era for a rookie quarterback to come in. Never seen anybody change the whole culture of the team, have the team totally rally around him, and come out with the victory. Uh, The kid's on top of the world right now. He's the new king of Cleveland. And I was looking a little bit of who is Baker Mayfield, comparing him to past NFL quarterbacks coming out and making their rookie debut. Let me know in the comment section of Dogs by Nature. Always appreciate the feedback. Follow me on Twitter as well, at Big Town Brown. Always appreciate the feedback on there as well. Let me know what you guys think about Baker Mayfield. So now let's get into a fun segment we like to call Game Balls. First game ball is going to go out to Miles Garrett. Two impressive sacks on the game. Uh, great tackles in the game. Has four total sacks on the year. The kid continues to be a beast, continues to be a monster. Definitely a presence to be felt. People are scared of him. People don't want to block him. I don't blame him. He is a monster. Next game ball I'm going to give out is going to go to John Dorsey. Just for the absolute performance his team put together, the team he put together for us, great performance by these guys in week three to seal that victory. Hands down, best draft I've ever seen a guy do. You're talking about getting players like the fourth overall selection in Denzel Ward out of Nodonia High School in Macedonia, Ohio, where he played cornerback and receiver. You know, the kid went to Ohio State. A lot of us know him as, you know, Ohio State kid. The true freshman in 2015 got seven total tackles, five solo in 11 games. 2016 played 13 games, 23 total tackles, 12 solo. 2017 played 14 games, 37 total tackles, 30 solo and two interceptions. The draft profile on this kid was there, uh, known as being a speedster, known as playing in good coverage, known for playing in zone coverage, man coverage, press coverage, whatever kind of coverage you wanted to be in. Some of the cons on him were, you know, he was a little bit small framed. Uh, But, you know, the Browns did select him with the fourth overall pick out of Ohio State. Uh, He was the highest cornerback picked um, from Ohio State since Sean Springs was picked uh, third overall in the 1997 draft. I don't know if you guys remember who Sean Springs was, but he was a two-time pro bowler in 1997 and 1998, all pro in 2004. His career stats list has followed 714 tackles, eight and a half sacks, 33 interceptions, two forced fumbles, 84 pass deflections. Uh, He had two touchdowns in the 1998 season. You know, that's when he got his seven INTs that year. Uh, He played with the Seahawks from 97 to 03, played with the Redskins from 04 to 08, and then 2009, he played with the Patriots and then was retired after that. Another good cornerback coming out of Ohio State. You know, Ward, he had two interceptions in week one, had six tackles, had seven tackles in week two, four tackles and a forced fumble in week three. That forced fumble is critical in setting up the Browns' win. Another great selection that everybody likes. Round five, pick number 150, Jannard Avery out of Memphis. Week one had four tackles, two QB hits. Week two, one tackle, one QB hit. Week three, one tackle, one pass defended, one QB hit. So far for the season, six tackles, one forced fumble, one sack. Kids playing lights out. He played in 50 career games at Memphis with 34 starts, including every single game of his final two seasons. And, you know, in Memphis, he had 45 and a half tackles for loss, ranked second all time uh, behind Memphis's uh, Tim Harris. I think he had 49. If you don't remember who Tim Harris is, 
Uh, Tim Harris had a career of 81 sacks, 8 fumble recoveries, and 122 games. 1998 Pro Bowl selection, 2-time All-Pro in 1988 and 1989. Super Bowl champion with the 49ers in 95. Uh, He was known for, you guys might remember for this, the six-gun sack celebration, which NFL would eventually ban. It's when he would make a sack and then he would shoot at, you know, the uh, quarterback with his fingers, making a little gun action there. Um, He was another stud coming out of Memphis, just like Avery, who is now on pace for about 30 tackles, five forced fumbles, and about eight sacks. Uh, You know, he did have that pass breakup on the critical third and five with the Jets driving up 14 to six in the third quarter. Another great draft pick we got to give credit to Dorsey for as Antonio Callaway, fourth round, 105th overall selection, wide receiver out of Florida, um, had first round talent all over him. He failed a drug test at the combine. Well, he actually failed to submit his test, which qualifies for a failed test. Um, 2015, he was investigated for sexual assault, suspended all of 2017. He was one of nine players that got caught up in, I don't know if you remember it, stolen credit cards, used to fund a private book account. Um, preseason, he was pulled over for failure to make a stop. Uh, cops found a little smidge of pot in his car and, you know, a little gun part, and he also had a suspended license. Didn't register anything in week one. Callaway in week two did have three receptions, 81 yards in that big touchdown. Week three, four receptions, 20 yards. Uh, continues to play good, con- continues to play solid. Great draft find by Dorsey in that one, too. And there you have it. Two game balls going out to one Miles Garrett and two John Dorsey. And that is this edition of Game Balls. That's right. We are celebrating good times as Browns fans right now. We are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Next week, we face the now-winless Raiders. I am recording this show before the Ra- Raiders and uh, Dolphins square off today. Um, you know, but let's look at the Raiders team. Here we uh, have Derek Carr. Week one, they did lose. Week two, they did lose. Derek Carr, week one, 29 of 43 interceptions. No touchdowns registered. Week two, he was 29 to 32, one touchdown. They do have a pretty solid running game, pretty solid running back behind Lynch. Week two, 18 carries, 65 yards and a touchdown. Coming off a week one performance of 11 carries, 41 yards and a touchdown. They got two pretty good receivers in Cooper, who last week had 10 receptions, 116 yards. And they also have Jared Cook, week one, nine receptions, 180 yards. We'll be facing them week four in Oakland. Game is set to kick off at 4.05. Make sure you watch it. Baker Mayfield making his first start as a rookie quarterback. Score prediction I'm going to make for that game. Browns 28, Raiders 17. With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Big Town Brown. Follow the network at DBN Network on Twitter. Check us out in the chow. We're always getting live, always getting lit in the chow. Dogsbynature.com. If you're not already a member, go ahead and sign up. You'll love it. Always putting out great content. And as always, fuck Pittsburgh. Well, it's Sunday morning and I'm drinking beers at establishments all over town. But this is Cleveland, so that's okay, because today we're watching the Browns. We've got a pickup named Swagger and a pickup named Johnson. Brownie, we are up to. That's a lot of aspects, but I don't even mind, because I like a man, so do you. Well, the Browns will run, and the Browns will pass, and the Browns will get the ball. And the 
other teams do. All of those things too, cause that's how you play football. And I said, here we go, brownies, here we go. Here we go, brownies, here we go. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.